Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of Island Spot Sports. And before we get to our guest today, we have a big shout out for, for Living Sisu. Living Sisu is a platform and app that wants to give you all the tools to have success in your sport. Their main objective is to activate your lifestyle. So for active, it's for active people. Enjoy discounts at, at companies like BioSteel, 30% off, BodyLogics, the Goalie Guild, all his books are discounted. Roan, Lululemon for men, 20% off. Online stretching programs with Eccentrics, one full month free. They got super silent massage guns, 20% off those. And it's a great quality. It's way less expensive than a Theragun. And it's a great, it's great quality. So there's so many more discounts that you guys will need to just become a member to see. So they want to provide you with anything you need for success. So come join the community. I'm a part of it. A bunch of other athletes are a part of it. So it's free to join. It takes 20 seconds to have to get exclusive offers to your sport. And it's definitely worth worth it. So do do us a huge favor and go sign up for Living Sisu's membership. It's free, 20, takes 20 seconds. So go do it and we'll see you there. Living Sisu is a great company. We uh, we know one of the co-founders, Zach Fricali. He's a great guy. He... Uh, He's the co-founder and he does a lot of live streams on Instagram at, uh, at living Sisu and with a bunch of elite athletes. And you learn a lot from like the athletes determination, the resiliency, everything to what me made them become successful. So it's been a great experience so far. So go on, I'm going to leave uh, the link in the description. So uh, go sign up. Yo, welcome back to another episode of On the Spot Sports. I'm Jack, and in today's episode, we have a very special guest. We have CJ Mott coming on the show. CJ is a current professional goalie playing in the Elite Ice Hockey League for the Coventry Blaze. He also spent seasons in the AHL and the ECHL along with playing NCAA Division I hockey with Ferris State University before turning pro. He's also the founder of LV Goaltending, where, where he gives away secrets that – that made him such a successful goaltender so far in his career and help you elevate your game. Welcome to the show, CJ Mott. Thanks for having me on here. Great, great to be on here. Look, really looking forward to our, our talk and diving uh, in deeper to, you know, hockey goaltending and, you know, a little bit about me. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm looking forward to that too. So uh, to start off, like, how, how are you doing? Like, how's, how's training been recently? Cause like we're on, we're in COVID time. So like, I'm sure that's a lot different than, than it normal off season for you. So how's that going? Yeah, it's good and going as well as it can. I'd say uh, it's tough. You can't really get in your normal routine. You know, for the last four or five years, I kind of had a routine where my brother and I, you know, got an apartment, worked out together, and skated with a group of guy pro guys. But this summer's been a little bit different. Um, my brother was playing for Vancouver Canucks in the NHL uh, playoffs, so he's been up doing that. So I've been kind of doing my own thing uh luckily there's a couple other pro guys uh around that i'm able to skate with and um you know i got a, a trainer by me that luckily you know kind of has his own little shop in his uh garage area so we're able to go over there and train a little bit yeah that's good it's better than nothing so it's good to get that training and have like guys that you can train with especially during this time yeah, absolutely. I mean, it gets mentally tough sometimes training by yourself. It's tough to do that. So, you know, it's luckily that I have a couple of guys that, you know, push me to get better and hopefully I'm there to help push them too. And we get better as, as your little group. Yeah, exactly. Like throughout quarantine, like I was working out my, by myself, but now that the gyms are opened up and I'm back at school and the gyms are the open there, just getting a lot of people to help, help lift or lift with. It's always uh good to get that extra like push every now and then absolutely you can make yourself work out so much but you know it's nice to have that team camaraderie or getting those group people together to help you know push each other and you know just just makes it more fun more enjoyable overall yeah exactly so uh can you go give us a little background information on like your playing career like why you started playing goalie like when you started and like the teams that you've been playing on recently yeah i started playing hockey i was about five years old uh, in Michigan. So, uh, around that time, everyone gets a turn playing goalie and whenever it was my turn, uh, for whatever reason, I just really enjoyed it. I loved it and wanted to stick with it. Um, but kind of up until I was about 12 years old, I 
you know, play a game in goalie, then I play a game as a forward just because, you know, at, the, at that young age, it's really no good to have a have me sitting there on the bench just watching the game. So it was nice to kind of build up my skating abilities too, playing forward when I wasn't playing goalie. Um, grew up in the Port Huron area, played for the Port Huron Flags, um, double-A team uh, up until I was 12 years old. Then we won the state championship that year. And the following year, I got an opportunity to go down to play for Honeybaked, triple-A. Uh, and, you know, that was a, you know, a nice stepping stone for me to start pushing myself to really become a, a better goalie and play at a better competition. Uh, I played three years AAA with Honey Bake Organization. And then I got the opportunity to play juniors in the NAHL up in Traverse City. Um, really enjoyed it there. Had a had a pretty good good year there. And then got the opportunity to play in the USHL and Waterloo Blackhawks for, for two seasons. Uh, learned a lot there. Enjoyed that as well. And then Followed that uh, to go on NCAA Division One at Ferris State for four years. Had a pretty good career there. Then went on to play uh, pro. Next season will be my uh, sixth year out of college playing pro for various ECHL, AHL, and uh, a couple teams in Europe. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, it just it's so interesting to see like how like guys pick up playing goalie because. You don't you don't just throw on the gear and be like it's gonna be my job like you just it just somehow like comes to you and you just you just love it for some reason and so that that's the same thing pretty much that happened to me but I was a forward all throughout high school and then my friend had a stick and puck was like you should try on the gear so I did and ever since then I've never looked back and it's been uh, so much fun so it's definitely uh, interesting to hear all these stories and it's uh and grow this uh the goalie the goalie community yeah absolutely i don't know uh i was a catcher in baseball too i don't know if i just liked all the equipment or or, or what it was but for some reason i just really like uh you know pucks or those baseballs that's flying at me yeah so uh was uh honey baked the, the time you realized that you you were going to be a very successful goaltender and that you could make a career out of hockey like when did that like passion come to you or did you like always know that you're gonna make a career out of hockey well I think you know growing up it's every kid's dream to play pro hockey and play in the NHL so I think from a young age you know I kind of really wanted to do that uh, like everyone but I think you know winning states with my double a team in Port Huron then get the opportunity to play triple a I think it's probably my second year triple a is where I really kind of buckled down and was like, Hey, listen, like if you really want to make something out of yourself, there's a lot of good players out there. So you really got to start, you know, putting in that extra work, you know, at home uh, away from the rink, because, you know, that's where major strides can be made when, when you're not at the rink, you know, practice will only get you so much better, but if you're putting the extra work away from the rink here in my basement, did a lot of speed stuff, hand eye type stuff. I think that's kind of when I really, you know, I was probably 13, 14 years old that I, really you know buckled down it's like hey if you really want to do this let's let's do it right yeah just just playing goalie like can only get you so far you just got to put in the extra work like off ice like you said like like the hand eye the the speed stuff the training the working out like that that'll get you to the next level instead of just playing goal because recently i've been like getting really into the workout workout routine like i've been lifting every day since for like almost for like since quarantine so it's like I, I would lift like three four times a week at before that but like ever since quarantine I've worked out like every day because that's pretty much the only thing you could do so it's definitely it's definitely good to have like you, you gotta stand out somehow and uh you just by like doing all the extra stuff I feel that that's how you will stand out I guess you could say yeah absolutely I mean if you're, if you're that much faster than the goalie next to you at a tryout or, you know, you're that much, you look that much stronger and your pushes and more efficient. Like it's going to make you stand out overall. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to stop the puck, but the faster you can get those different spots, the better chance you're going to give yourself to actually make more saves. Yeah, exactly. So uh, before we get to elevate goaltend, cause I want to talk to you a little about a little bit about that and like how successful that has made you as a goaltender and like all the, the tricks you gave out, you give out. So you played uh you played in the Null in the USHL for uh Traverse City North Stars in the Null and then the Waterloo Blackhawks in the U, like you said. 
can you explain like what your thoughts were going into juniors and like what were some of your expectations while playing high level hockey? Yeah, so my my first year in the NHL, you know, I wasn't really sure what to expect from that. I mean, yeah, you hear it's a good league, but you know, I was so focused on myself and my own season in AAA. You never really get get to go to a lot of junior games. You don't really get to get that experience as much as you hearing about it. But you know, just going in there, and I just I wanted to play my game. You know, I kind of went into most every season saying, "Hey, I'm here for a reason. Just go in there, get better every day. Yes, yeah, still got to work hard, but just go in there and play your game. I brought you in here for for that reason." So. Uh, I was, you know, probably a little nervous at first, didn't know really know what to do. I was, you know, 16, 17 years old as a junior in high school, uh, going to Traverse City, first time living away from home. So just a lot of things thrown at me. But luckily, you know, we had a really good group of guys that make me feel welcome right away there in Traverse City, made me feel comfortable. And um, even had a great goalie partner, you know, he was he was a 20-year-old, 21-year-old. Brandon Stevenson was his name. And, you know, he made me feel right at home too, you know. We, yeah, we battled for playing time throughout this season, but, you know, we were, we were good friends and we got along and he taught me a lot. And, you know, I had a, had a really good season there in, in Traverse City. Um, and then, you know, I was on the, the radar for the USHL draft after that. I knew that. And I actually got drafted by uh, Sioux Falls uh, second round. I think it was 19th overall or something. So I went to their tryout the year before and thought I had a good chance to make it as undrafted player. And, I was the last goalie cut. So when they drafted me, I knew they had interest um, for that year. Ended up going to tryouts and actually didn't make the team end up getting cut. Um, so that was a different experience and a little mentally. Didn't know if I was good enough to make it in the USHL. And then I got a call from from Waterloo asking me to come to their tryouts. They picked up my rights and, uh, you know, went to, had a good tryout, ended up making the team. And it's actually a really good uh, stepping stone for me, a really good spot to be. Uh, the coaches there, P.K. O'Hanley and Shane Fukushima, have been there for quite a long time. But, you know, they really taught me and my, in my two years there and probably everyone, you know, how, really how to be a, a pro, how to take the game seriously, how to uh, come to the game, come to the rank early, how to prepare, how to take stuff seriously. That Just the really detail-oriented stuff that, you know, in AAA, yeah, coaches talk about, but they don't quite demand it from you. Like I, I demanded from, from me and my teams in Waterloo. So I think just as a development overall was a really good uh, step for anyone trying to play, you know, division one college hockey, you know, the NAHL or the USHL. I know a lot of good players come from both leagues and you can just, you know, learn so much on how to approach the game and, and uh, you know, just, just really be a pro. Yeah. So like you said earlier, you got cut from the, from the camp. So like, what was your mindset? Cause like all, like goals are going to get cut so like what was your mindset like were did you were you down on yourself like what was that like mind mindset like and like how do you like overcome it for the next camp before you finally made the made the team well I mean like I've been cut from quite a few teams you know and I still made it to where I am today I got cut from triple a teams uh I went to other junior camps got cut before you know before I even made it to Traverse City I've like I said, I got drafted, even get drafted, you're not guaranteed a spot on the team. Just like for me, like I got second round, you know, thought I had a pretty good chance, maybe almost took it like I was on the team too much mentally. Like you're not on the team till you're, till you're on, that, on that final list for everyone out there. It doesn't matter if you're a returning guy or not. There's other players that want, uh, want your spot. Uh, and I've been cut from pro teams. Like this, this past year I started in Innsbruck in the Austrian League and it didn't work out there for, for a few reasons. And end up going to the, the UK league, but you know, yeah, if you get cut, it's, there's definitely a, a low right after it. You feel like, Hey, well, what, uh, what I do wrong. I wasn't good enough. I put all this hard work in, but you got to take a step back after that and be like, use that as motivation. Yeah. I didn't make the team. Maybe I wasn't the best goalie there. Maybe I was, but I didn't show it. I mean, you, you got to go out there and you got to be in like a dominate mindset. Uh, for any trial and be like, hey, leave leave coaches no doubt that I'm the best goalie out there. So, and if you know when you do do end up getting cut or not making a team for whatever reason, use it as motivation to find a different spot to play, and then just work your work your butt off to get even better. So the next year, you know, there's no doubt that you're making that team. Yeah, exactly. You you got cut and then you made the team later on, and then you you played NCAA Division One hockey for Ferris State for four years. It's so like what went into like picking like Ferris State to be your home and like what was your overall college hockey experience like? 
Yeah, so Fair State had interest in me since I was in Traverse City. So they talked to me a little bit and showed interest. So I knew they had interest in me. And and I didn't really know if it would be the best fit for me at the time or not. So just kind of went on playing, trying to see, uh, you know, maybe other opportunities were out there. And, you know, just my second year in Waterloo, you know, I, I looked at their roster because they started looking at me and talking to me a little bit more seriously. And, you know, they had a senior goalie that, that year before me and then a junior goalie. So I knew if I went into Ferris State, I'd be the, the older goalie for at least three years. And, you know, you just want a chance to play as a goalie. I don't want to sit there for too much, even though I don't – I wouldn't back away from a challenge, but kind of knowing you might have a good chance to play a lot of hockey is always a plus. So just kind of seeing that situation. And, you know, they had, a, they had some good teams. They had been doing pretty well before I got there. Just kind of made the decision a little bit easier to, to attend there. Um, and it was, it was a good decision for me. I played, you know, half my freshman year kind of split 12 games, I think it was. And we ended up going to the NCAA finals, um, uh, that year. And then, you know, played almost every game the next three years, I think. So, you know, in college hockey, you don't play overly amount of games. You play about 40, 45 or so a year. And now it's probably averaging 42 or so. So I almost played every game and just that experience of being able to practice, you know, three, four days a week and really, you know, get better on the ice and then, you know, show it on the weekends for two games. Just just kind of helped me develop as a goalie um, overall and just kind of hone in some skills and just kind of learn the game better. Yeah, so you played a ton of games throughout your junior and college career and going into the pros as well. It's like how big – like you said, that was big for your development, but, like, can you go a little, a little more in depth, like what you got out of, like, playing so many games and, like, how you how you were able to use that as uh as a stepping way to get better and better each time you step on the ice yeah so i mean the more games you're playing the harder is on your body so you got to learn how to take care of it and i think that's one thing that you know i learned in waterloo and probably first year at ferris state is you really got to take care of your body after games especially you got to stretch you got to roll out because you know a lot of the times you're playing the next night too so you really got to do the right things to take care of your body um just overall as development you know just playing that much is a lot of conditioning so you know you got to make sure you're in shape if 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 you're not in shape to start the season you know you're behind the curve of everyone else in the league so you got to make sure you're ahead of that curve you're ready to go right away and then the last thing i say it's i really learned mentally to be mentally strong because yeah as a goalie you want to be consistent you want to go out there and bring your a game every single night and you know the more you can do that the better goal you're going to be the more consistent you're going to be and the more you know coaches and scouts are going to see that because you know you got to be consistent if you want to play at a at a you know junior college pro level but you know you're going to have those nights that you know pucks get bounced you know bad bounces go in you're going to give up some some soft goals uh at times you know and you're going to have to you know take a deep breath relax and say hey listen i messed up or hey that wasn't my best game and you got to figure out a way to you know bring it tomorrow because you know after that game is over, it's in the past. It doesn't matter. All that matters is that is that next game. So mentally, you know, it's just a big thing playing so many games to, you know, take a deep breath once in a while and, you know, get yourself in check that, hey, I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. And just, just play your game. Yeah. So going off uh, the, like, bad bounces, like when, when you don't have a good game, like, or you give a bad, a bad goal, like, you, have, I know some guys have, like, trigger words or stuff like that or, like, things they do when they give up a goal like do you do that and like do you have like any trigger words that you use or what do you do after you give up a bad goal and like especially like that mindset because the mind could wander and you don't want that as a goalie obviously it's like how do you like keep your mind in check yeah so if I give a goal you know that either had a bad bounce I had no chance on or or maybe one that just you know I definitely should have saved and just for whatever reason I didn't you know I usually just try to take a deep breath relax and just you know I tell myself you know battle compete and play your game those are kind of my my three words because I just that just helped me over the year just really be focused and kind of just play your game kind of just stuck with me because you know I got I got a spot on a team for that reason because I can play my game and then I really just focus on the next puck I kind of approach the same way as an unbelievable save to as a bad goal is save the next puck because the last one doesn't really matter you already made the save or already one doesn't, doesn't matter it's all about the next puck yeah you just got your your job's just stop the puck so you just gotta fo- remain focused and on the job on the on the goal and make 
make the next save. Yeah, exactly. And and especially after a bad goal, you know, if you just, just make that next save, really try to focus in even harder, make the next save and know your team, let your team know like, Hey, listen, like, yeah, that was my fault, but you know what? I got us going forward. Like what's, what's, what's in this game. Yeah, exactly. It, that will definitely rally the boys and bring, bring the boys around you. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, your for your senior year of playing at Ferris state, you were named captain of the team. So like, can you explain like how how important your leadership role was on and off the ice, and like how it made you like a better person overall, and like what that leadership role brought to you and your team? Yeah, so you know during games and stuff, I'm more of a, a focus guy. You know, I kind of keep to myself more in the locker room, but I definitely wasn't afraid to you know put put ourselves in check. If there was something that needs to be said. I wasn't afraid to say something like, "Hey guys, that you know that wasn't our best period." We're we're, we're tied or we're down by one. We're lucky to be in that spot. Let's, you know, let's put it together. Let's get back on our game and, and let's win this one. Something, something like that, that I think, you know, some of the teammates at Ferris kind of respected. And I, I think they also, you know, voted me captain just because of my consistency throughout the, you know, my tenure there, you know, just showing up every game and, you know, playing my game every night, they kind of knew I'd be a backstop for them back there. And, and they knew what they, they, they knew what they would get from me. So I think just between that consistency and, and uh, the fact that I wasn't afraid to really uh, you know, say something in the locker room were the factors that kind of got me voted captain. And that being said, like to any goalies out there, you know, listening right now, especially like you don't need a letter on your jersey to be a leader. You know, you can, you can be a leader without a letter or I guess any player, you can be a leader without a letter. You know, there's something to be said if, things aren't going the right way just just stand up and you know get your teammates back in check in the right way you don't need to to yell at them that you know or anything like that that that's kind of coach's job to to maybe yell at guys at certain times but collectively as a group if you can just you know get up hey guys that wasn't our best period you know let's figure it out we'll, and we'll come back and we'll win this one let's get let's get it going and, and that kind of stuff can really spark a spark a team and whether you're a goalie player letter no letter like you know as you move up up in hockey, there's a lot of, a lot of things that, a lot of little things that can, you know, help you get on a team and you get a little bit extra character in you, you know, that's, that's going to go over, um, you know, a kid maybe have a little more skill or a little more talent, but if you got a little extra character, coaches respect that more. Yeah. I feel like all goalies are, are leader in some, in some way or another, but you don't usually see a uh, goalie with, uh, with the actual C on their jersey. So that's pretty cool. But like, like going back to what you said about like being a leader, like you got, you could lead by example. You could be vocal. Like, you just do anything you can to just help your help your team know that you got that you got their back and just lead. If you lead lead by example, play consistent, like you said, and then just leadership as a whole is makes you makes your team and yourself a whole a, a lot better of a person as well. So it's always at that leadership aspect in you in you yeah absolutely i mean like i said anyone can be a leader you don't have to have that letter in your jersey to be to be a leader if you can just you know lead by example like you said is a lot of the best way anyone can really do if you're doing every drill with detail you're playing the game with detail you know that's the way to lead and for some people um that are a little more vocal that can you know get the boys going in the right direction at certain times when it's maybe not going their way just say that one thing you never know might really start a spark and and uh you know come back and win win a game yeah exactly so then after your college career came to an end you began your uh, pro career playing four games for the bridgeport sound tigers the ahl so like what was the process of signing that professional deal and getting starts right off the right off the back in bridgeport yeah so it was i don't know four or five days probably after my college career was done um that actually was I was actually signed in Toledo in the with the walleye because they had a good team and had a chance to you know have a good playoff run there and I was actually driving down in my car halfway to Toledo from Ferris State which is I don't know five six hour drive and I get a call from my agent and said hey Bridgeport wants to give you a give you opportunity up there do you want to take it I know you're on the way to Toledo and I was kind of like well heck, heck yeah I mean it's a, AHL opportunity that's kind of what I wanted out of college it's all anyone can ask for so then I ended up you know flying out there playing four games uh, got a win in my first AHL game which was really exciting a little 
little relief. And uh, actually in that game, you know, I just, I still remember it today that they had, we had a, a scrum in my glove side corner and my left side. And, you know, they had a guy break the puck out from that corner, just clear as day and pass to the guy wide open in the slot. And I had a, had a good push over and the guy shot a glove and I made a good glove save as my first American league save. And you know, I think that just kind of helped spark the confidence in me that, Hey, yeah, the players are better here, but you know, it's still hockey. Then at the end of the day, you know, he worked so hard, you know, he played so well throughout juniors and college, like it's just hockey, just like so go back to just, just play your game. That's what I keep telling myself and nope. And I'm getting to win that game and, you know, enjoyed it. Yeah, what what a save to make your first first stop in the AHL. That that's unreal. And then, uh, yeah. like, what were your emotions like that throughout that game? Because like, it was your first pro game, and like you got your first pro win, so that's pretty cool. So like, what what was your emotions throughout that entire entire game? Yeah, just I went through my normal routine before the game. So I'm a big routines guy. I think you know that helps build confidence. If you have a routine that works for you and you play well after, you know, stick with that because. Once I went through my normal routine, I'm like, hey, it's just another game. You know, I'm getting warmed up the same way. You know, I'm going to go out there on the ice and warm ups and get warmed up like I usually do as well. So, uh, just started the puck. Yeah, definitely a little more nerves, a little more excitement, you know, a little bigger crowd, different type of hockey, not really knowing the, the team as well, the systems as well. Um, it was a little bit of a challenge because playing at Ferris State for four years, I kind of knew where everyone was going to be or supposed to be going to a new system for in front of me it was a little bit different but you know at the end of the day I just kind of took a deep breath before the puck dropped and kind of relaxed myself and just said hey just just play your game yeah so going into like that like system routine way uh let's segue into that like, for a little bit uh like how important is it to you to have like a system or a routine and just stick with that every single game and like how how that builds confidence yeah so I've had the majority of the same routine for the last I don't know 20 uh, 20 years probably uh since the NAHL it's probably really when I started that's probably 10 10 12 years ago and you know I kind of just start to you know get a nap in and then I kind of visualize you know making saves right after my nap and I think just if you get the whatever routine works for you it's going to be different for everyone but just having a routine that you go through just kind of gets you ready for the game a little more, a little mentally more ready for each game. And then if you're a little more mentally ready, then when you do your actual dynamic type warmups, then you're even a little more uh, mentally and then dynamically warmed up and you're just ready to go into the game, ready to go rolling from, from the puck drop. It's if uh, I'll found myself, if, you know, if I don't do my routines or, or for whatever, for whatever reason I'm feeling off, and then I get stick to my routine kind of gets me back on track. Yeah, so going into like pregame naps, like some people, it's like hit or miss with pregame naps. Like some some people like it, some people don't. So like going into like a pregame nap, like how long do you think you should be uh, taking a nap for? Like, because I've I've heard like hour, hour thirty, or hour forty five, two hours. Like, what what do you think is like the best possible uh, nap you can get? Uh, I don't really like putting a time frame on it. Um, you know, I give myself about two hours to kind of nap if I want to, but I'll lay down and sometimes I'll nap for the full two hours, depending on what part of the season it is. If I'm pretty tired, if it's a back-to-back game and then other times I'll kind of lay there and, you know, just kind of sleep, nap for, you know, half hour, 45 minutes and, and then kind of wake up from there. So I don't like putting a time frame on it. I just have like that two hour gap in my daily game routine that I put aside for a nap. I wouldn't say over two hours is definitely probably too much i'm probably usually around that hour hour and a half type type uh nap time yeah that's that that's reasonable and like i've been i've been taking like pre uh pre-game naps recently and it's usually like an hour 30 hour 45 sometimes two hours so just right around there and it definitely does help a lot and like helps you like refocus and uh gear get your mind mentally ready for the game and physically yeah, it just gets your body a little bit rested, you know, build the energy level up a little bit, get your mind a little little rest when you're napping. And then when, once you wake up, you can start getting focused for the game. And, and like I said, I always like visualize. As soon as I wake up, visualize and making, making some routine saves and some more highlight reel saves. Just, you know, get my mind thinking about saving pucks. Yeah, so uh, through, 
throughout your pro career so far, you've played in a ton of ton of seasons in the coast and the American League, most notably with the Quad City Mallards in the coast and then Chicago and Iowa in the AHL before you headed overseas the past two seasons. Like, what do you think has made you such a successful goaltender in the pros, no matter where you go? Because you've been successful pretty much everywhere you've gone. It's like what made what is like that turning point that's made you so successful? Yeah, for me, I mean, just mentally going to the games, just knowing, hey, just, you know, battle, compete, and play my game. Those are kind of things I can control. I can't always control everything else, but I can control my my battle, my compete level, and then just, you know, sticking and playing in my game, not trying to play outside of that. So I think mentally just approaching the game the right way has helped me just build confidence on the ice. And then as far as stuff on the ice, I think, um, you know, just really skating to pucks, skating to areas. I think really helps you have a lot or helps me have a lot more save options. Um, once in a while I find myself sliding too often. And then, you know, we're kind of at the mercy of our slides. If we, you know, skate to areas um, that just gives us a better chance to save pucks and then just really rebound control. I mean, guys uh, at pro levels, if they see a puck around the net, you know, they're pretty good at, you know, putting it in. So if you can give them less second, third opportunities, you're going to give yourself a lot better, um, better chance to, you know, did not have to make those second, third saves if you, you know control the rebound and it make it makes life easier on you too. If you can just put the puck in the netting, deflect it up there, or just cover it from the first shot, you know, your defensemen like you, they play harder for you because they're like, Hey, he's not going to give a rebound then, you know, on the off chance there is one, you know, they battled to really, you know, whack it away. Yeah. So you've had some pretty incredible numbers all th- all throughout your career, especially this past season in Coventry. You've had, you led the IHL in best saves with 0.927. You got EIHL Player of the Week. You're on the EIHL All-Star team. So, like, what was, it like, your first year in Coventry like? Cause especially since this is, like, a weirder season. It's like, what was your overall take of playing in the UK? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's They have quite a few uh, North American imports in the league, so it's a pretty similar style game. To the u.s but you know on the olympic ice where most most of the arenas there are olympic ice so it's a little more fluid as well so it's kind of a mix it's it's a it's interesting to kind of talk about because you know coaches are north american guys and they want guys going hard and playing bodies but on the olympic ice i mean there's so much more room to have some skill out there so guys are really flying around there trying to make little extra moves but uh, overall, I really enjoyed the experience. The, the league was, was a great competitive league. There wasn't, there wasn't a night off. I mean, any team could beat anyone. And just coming into that situation it, it is great because as a hockey player, you want to compete. You want to battle out there and going to competitive league like that is, is awesome. And um, you know, our, our coach had to put a good team together, and we just gelled from day one. Yeah, so then COVID hit. So, like, what was, like, everything that was happening, like, around, like, COVID when, like, everything was, like, thinking about – the league was thinking about suspending it. And then, like, what were the, the events that led up to, like, canceling the season and all that? Yeah, I canceled the season with about five games left uh, in the regular season before playoffs. And our team, we were in, like, a 17-game point streak, I think it was. We were only three points out of first place. And uh, we actually had a home game against uh, Fife, I believe it was. They were the, the last place team in the league. So we had a good chance to, to win that game and bump up to, to a second place and one point behind um, first place team in which we played the following Wednesday. So it would have been a game for first place. So, you know, the, we, had a, we were rolling as a team. We had a good chance to have a good push there to the end of win the regular season. And, I think, uh, you know, it's just a little disappointing. You know, you only have so many seasons where you can really compete for, for championships, right? And because yeah. every te- – you like to think you win a championship every year. That's the mindset, absolutely. But, you know, as the season goes on, some, some are more realistic to actually win, win than others. And this was one that we really had a chance, you know, to, to win the regular season and then even playoffs as well. So just the cancellation of the, of the season was a little disappointing. I think as a team we kind of – we're confident we were going to pull through and, and win the whole thing. But um, personally, you know, yeah, I had a great, great season there. Um, we had a lot of good defensemen in front of me blocking shots and keeping the outside, you know, as a goalie, that that's your best friend. If you can have defensemen that, you know, keep a lot of stuff to the, 
the wide angles and it makes your life a little easier. So I can't take all the credit there, but um, yeah, had a great season and, you know, wish we could have finished it out to really see how it would have played out. Yeah. You know, that, that time was crazy. Cause like everything's every, everything from like the NBA, NHL, AHL, ECHL, all the way down canceled. And like, we're, we're like within like three, four months with no sports at all. So that was a very weird time. And uh, so what, between those times, like what do you do to make yourself better? Or did you just take that time to just rest and recover? Yeah. So I took about a month, maybe a month and a half off, which is a little bit more than I usually would, but just with everything going on. And when I got back home to Michigan, the, you know, the rinks and the, gyms were closed so I couldn't really do anything that I wanted to do for the most part anyways and then you know once I was like hey listen I've been on the couch for a month month and a half I got to start getting myself back like the season is probably going to be pushed back quite a bit but you never know you want to be ready to go whenever you get that call so then I you know just started training doing some speed type stuff in my basement some body weight type stuff had a had a weight vest at home and and my dad uh was a he's a gym teacher at the local school so he was able to to get a cup just a couple of dumbbell weights so I had a few things to kind of work out with but not nearly what I, not nearly all the equipment I wanted to just like I'm sure a lot of people listening right now don't have all this stuff they want to but there's still so much stuff you can you can do to get better like if you don't have the weights like I did and I did a lot of foot speed on my on my foot speed ladder you can do a lot of hand eye stuff you know you need a need a ball and maybe that's it or maybe a ball on a wall you can throw it against it for hours and do different things to get get your hand eye speed better and you know that's how I kind of approached it as listen like there might be some goalies out there doing some stuff but I'm sure there's a lot of goalies out there kind of taking this time off and you know I want to get ahead of that curve like I talked about earlier and you know just push myself to get better every day yeah exactly you just got you just got to find a way no matter what like you did body weight stuff like anyone can do body weight stuff so you you just got to find a way to make yourself better and help yourself improve your, uh, your skills. Exactly. And you know, the internet this day is, is amazing. So if you're bored and sitting on that couch and just need a kickstart or something to do, you can go on uh, the internet and just type it in. I guess I, I put, I don't know, six or seven workout videos or hand eye videos on YouTube at elevate goaltending on YouTube. I don't, I haven't done too many lately, but I, you know, I got six or seven. So you know, there's one place to start you can look at mine but don't don't be shy there's plenty of them out there that you can just youtube or google and and you you'll be able to find something body weight that's going to help you be a be a better goalie yeah so let's get into elevate goaltending for a little bit here it's so like what made you like create elevate goaltending like what was like progression from like when you started to like where it is now yeah so probably two summers ago i i know i want to when i'm done playing i want to get into coaching um, that's kind of my goal. I don't haven't decided whether I'm going to be more of a goalie coach full time or you know kind of start behind the bench. That's still yet to be seen. But um, you know, I wanted to help a lot of young goalies in in my area, so I figured figured you know a good way to do that is you know to start a goalie camp. Um, so two summers, you know, I got uh, it was a little too late in the summer to you know advertise and get goalies there. Uh, I did some private stuff in some small groups that summer, but th- this summer was going to be the the real summer. I was going to try to get camps going to help them. Um, and then this summer they all got canceled due, due to COVID and all the rinks closed in Michigan, which was unfortunate. And then, um, you know, I, I had the Instagram there for a year or so, but I didn't quite use it as utilize it as much as I should have. And uh, just, you know, the last three or four months I said, Hey, listen, you know, I got some time on my hands cause I can't be at the rink as much as I want to. I'm sure there's a lot of goalies out there that are in the same boat I am. So if I can kind of share some of my knowledge uh, through my Instagram, whether it's, you know, some, sometimes I share tactical skills about goaltending. Sometimes it's mental stuff. Sometimes it's just, you know, motivation type stuff or, or some stuff. Sometimes it's just stuff that, you know, I realize now um, how, you know, coaches or scouts or might think. Um, so just trying, you know, share that information. So as any young goaltender or anyone who wants to be a pro goaltender at the end of the day, you know, might kind of see the big picture and how much work they actually have to put into to actually make it. Cause there's a lot of good goalies out there, um, you know, that want to, you know, be in the NHL. Right. 
there's what 30 there's 62 nhl jobs like that's not many so you got to be one of 62 in the entire world to get that job and you know that really once you start thinking in that kind of aspects that's put that puts in perspective how hard you got to work and how many goalies out there you're actually competing against yeah i especially like the the instagram post you, you've been putting out recently especially like all the motivation stuff the technical stuff especially like the routine stuff you're doing right now and it just it just makes it a bigger picture and like tells you like go gives you like an inside look of what a professional goalie does and just how how he's getting better each and every day no matter what and just like to see like the different stuff he has he does like on game day on on game days like it's just very interesting to see that and like it helps like build that picture of like how to become that elite level goaltender yeah i I, it's on my instagram at the elevate goaltending the it's there's a the in front of it (laughs) um and yeah i went through my you know my pre-game routine at home that included like my nap and kind of like the snacks I do, the visualization type stuff um, that I do and kind of walks you through, you know, what I do before I go to the rink. And then actually right now is kind of in the, probably halfway through the process of what I'm at the rink, kind of, kind of what I do when I get there from, you know, checking my equipment to make sure, you know, everything's going well there to the hand eye stuff to some dynamic warmups and, and that kind of stuff that I do. And, like I said, I'm a big routine guy and I think that helps build confidence. So if I can share, you know, what I do and it might help, you know, some goalies out there put one or two pieces of what I do into their routine and it helps them become more consistent, more confident at the end of the day, that, that, that's my goal for it. Yeah. That that's awesome what you're doing for everyone in the goaltending community. So like in your opinion, like what separates like a good goalie from like a great or elite goalie? So, I mean, I would say there's a lot of good goalies out there, you know, that are at whatever level they are, double A, triple A, juniors, whatever level it may be. There's a lot of them. To really separate yourself, it's, it, it's, it's mentally, I would say, and your, your mental attitude kind of encompasses it all. When I say that, I mean, like, on the ice, if, if you go, like, every goal that goes 100% during the games, there's not, not one goal that doesn't, but if that same goalie is only going 70% during practice, then you're probably a good goalie. If you're starting to go 85, 90%, then you're probably getting towards the, the great area. But if you're going hundred percent in practice and hundred percent in games, that's where you're going to start to, you know, really beat or start create those elite level skills. Cause if, if, if you practice at hundred percent, you know, you're going to, um, you know, become even faster. You're going to save more pucks. You're going to control more rebounds. You're just going to, understand the game as a whole better and I think you know that kind of what I learned probably my second year at Honeybaked AAA um, I kind of learned that because there was about the first half of the year I was I was having a pretty good season to start but the first half of the year I was just kind of like showing showing up to practice and just kind of being there to be there and then you know I had a little lull in the middle of the season and I'm like what's going on like I got to get back on track and then I kind of took a step back and okay, what am, what was I doing last year to this year? What's the difference? And it was kind of my, my practices and I wasn't going quite a hundred percent. And I just, and it, and it showed on the ice, you know, if, if as an elite goalie, you got to look at any opportunity you can to get better and you got to take it, whether that be at practice, whether that be at home, whether that be, you know, showing up early in the rink and, you know, doing some conditioning, some stretching, whatever that may be. That's the difference between being a good goalie and an elite goalie in, in my mind is, you know, you, you, you approach the game, you try to get better every day and you take any little time to, to get better. And that includes at home. If, if you're watching TV and you might as well get a stretch in while you're watching TV, instead of just sitting there, you know, you can loosen yourself up to help, uh, you know, prevent injuries. Um, so that's what I would say is really what separates, you know, good to great to elite. Yeah, I I really love that. And, like, practice is, like, where you make, like, the most improvement, especially when you're going 100%. Like, like I've been – like, I I used to take, like, practice and just, like, just chill with it, like you said. But then ever since, like, quarantine, like, you go 100% every time you get on the ice, no matter practice, game, scrimmage, whatever. And, like, especially with today, like, I was telling you earlier about, like, not giving up a goal 
in my skate today. So like, I've definitely seen a lot of improvement with that. And like, that's just because like, I'm going a hundred percent each, each and every day I skate. And it really does make a difference, especially even if it's just practice does make a difference. And it does make you a better goaltender overall. Yeah. If, if, I mean, if you're in practice and you're control every rebound to the corner, the netting, or even better, you can just cover it. You know, you're going to get the, those good habits and the game is going to become secondhand. Same thing as like I talked about sliding a little bit earlier. You're just, you know, sliding everywhere over the ice. You're out of control and you can't really control rebounds and you're just hoping the puck hits you. You can, you know, beat the pass on, beat the pass on your feet. That's really when you're going to start being a lead goaltender as well. Cause you know, anyone can just slide across the crease and, and make a save. When a league goal is going to skate across the crease, make the save, and control that rebounds, so there's no second opportunity. Yeah, exactly. And and just at, during practice, like following your rebounds, like every time, is also a huge, imp- huge important part of that. And I I know you posted that on your Instagram as well. So like I've definitely noticed that like doing that in practice has definitely like made it like a lot easier of a transition during the game and just following following the puck when it, wherever it is. Yeah, that's when I'm when I'm a goalie coach, when I'm coaching on the ice there, those are the two things I preach all the time is cover every rebound around you because, you know, he can cover it. There's not a second chance in, in a game. It's second nature. It's just, it just comes natural. And then folly rebounds because uh, folly re- rebounds does a couple of things. You know, if you make the save, it goes in the corner and you fall it right away. You get there early enough, you can kind of scan the ice and see where their players are, see where they're their sticks are where they might pass the pucks though. Now you're starting to read the game even better. You can read the game and know where the puck's probably going to go before it gets there. You're one step ahead of the other team. If, if you don't fly rebound or you're just kind of getting there late or on time, as soon as their guy gets the puck, that's when you're going to start being behind the play. And then you start guessing and maybe just sliding. And then that's when, you know, you might make a save or two, but you know, you might be giving up two or three rebounds every shot. And, you know, as a goalie, I want to make my life easier. So if I can, you know, save the first one and cover it, no second rebound, better. If if you're a goalie that wants to make three or four saves and try to pad your stats, I think over the course of a season, I think that's going to go in the in the wrong direction for you. Yeah, you, you just want to keep it simple and easy, as as easy as possible as you can. And just make that first save and cover it up and not give up any rebounds and having to face more than more than one shot at a, a rush. That'd be ideal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, CJ, I have a few more questions for you. So if you had to redo like any one thing in your goaltending career so far, what would it be if you have any? Yeah. Like I said, I wish uh, we'll go back to practice. I wish I started going a hundred, 110% practice earlier. Uh, I think once I started doing that, uh, I, th- I saw a huge difference in, in my game, both in practice and then it translates to hundred percent on the ice. You know, when I started going 100% uh, in practice, you know, covering every puck in games is like pucks just started sticking to me and there wasn't, wasn't, wasn't many rebounds. Uh, uh, when I started following those pucks in practice, you know, I, I started reading the game better. Like I talked about just, just before I could read the game better. I knew where the pass was probably going. And, and for a lot of young goalies out there or any goalies in general, if you don't know if the, if the player in front is a left-handed or a right-handed shot, those are two different pushes. So getting that, uh, you know, quick glance to see what hand they are is, is huge. And, you know, that kind of stuff, I just started working in practice and then um, push myself in practice to go even faster and just help my conditioning and built my leg strength, my speed up and just help me be a, a better, more well-rounded goalie, I think. So I think, you know, if I could have went on 110%, you know, a little bit earlier, uh, in my career, I think, you know, maybe would have made the transition transition to AAA maybe a little bit sooner than I did. Um, yeah, that's a that's a great great thing you just said there, and like it's a tip too. Like, go a hundred percent at practice no matter what. So um, that's a that's a nice little tip there uh, too for all the, add, for all the goalies. Yeah. Can I add one thing there? So that yeah, being said, ahead. that being said, I this. I've had this happened to me over my career in almost everywhere I played, but go at a hundred percent. When I say that, I mean like in the drills that are realistic uh, for sure. I'm not talking about, you know, if there's flow drills coming down, you're getting four shots in two seconds and trying to make every save a hundred percent. 
know, in those situations where there's no way you can really control, you know, four or five pucks in a row, the coach is having practice go too fast. I suggest, you know, focus on one puck, make the save. You know, if you can't make to the second one, big deal, you know, kind of go over there, you know, stand, make a stand up save or whatever, but then really focus on the next one. So kind of focus on every other puck there. So try to make it, you know, as realistic as possible to obviously practices aren't designed for, for goaltenders uh, too often. Um, if you have a coach that is uh, doing it for your, for your goalies and making everything realistic, then definitely go and thank him for doing that. Cause there's plenty of times that coaches aren't doing that, but yeah, uh, you know, every realistic drill, hundred percent, every puck, follow it, cover everything, you know, on the flow drills, you're getting, you know, 15, 15 shots in a minute, you know, really focus on every other shot or, or every third shot. If it's way too fast, that way, you, you know, you're still getting good habits in there. Yeah, absolutely. So my final question for you is uh, what has been like your favorite city you've played, you've played in? My favorite city. Uh, I'd probably say, I don't know. I've, I've joined, I've enjoyed my, my time overall in almost every city, every city pretty much has something to offer, but just my, my time in Innsbruck in, in Austria, you know, just the mountains there are beautiful. Uh, there's always something to do. We had a, uh, you know, a little, a, group of guys four or five guys from the team you know we go on some hikes uh, after practice and um just do some cool things like that and just the waking up to see the mountains every day was just was just a beautiful sight that you know i just really enjoyed you know a little bit different culture as well um they spoke german everyone did but most of the young kids uh spoke english as well so that was nice but just as a country it was it was beautiful and really enjoyed living there yeah that's unreal especially with the mountain views you I I imagine you get it's just so nice and beautiful there. Yeah, and they had some world class skiing skiing there. I I got to do that one time, but didn't really get to do that too much. Didn't want to get injured or anything like that. But yeah, it's just beautiful country, and I would go back there just just on a vacation because there was just so much to do. And you know, like I said, hiking and that kind of stuff in the summer, and there was you know skiing and ski resorts and stuff there in, in the winter time. So just really always stuff to do yeah that's awesome so uh cj thank you so much for coming on the show i really appreciate your time and i look forward to whatever to following your career wherever uh whenever the season next season starts so i'll definitely be uh look be watching what you do and how how you're doing awesome thanks for having me really enjoyed it and you know hope to be back on you know sometime in the future yeah for sure absolutely definitely So uh, thank you once again and have a nice rest of your day.